Welcome to this week's episode, of Baseball Family. Today we have the Braves of the first in, Mike Trout trade coming question mark, and September's emoji tears right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast. My name is Brad, and as you might expect, I'm joined on my left by our guy, Brig. How are you today, Brig? Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Hanging in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very good. Very good. How are you? Well, though? we have... Oh, I'm, I'm doing well. It was a terrible sports day in my house today. Uh, my team's yeah. lost, but... Yeah. Um, I'm still winning, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we got a lot to get into, but before we get into that, we wanted to let you know, baseball family, that we're very excited to tell you about our newest partnership. This is one with New Era. If you've listened to the show at all, you know we love our hats. Our favorite hats are made by New Era, as this one that I've got on right here. You can see it on this side. And uh, from spring training through the postseason, the Bush Leagues to the Bigs, New Era is the official headwear of Major League Baseball. One of our favorite episodes every year is ranking the newest minor league Copa hats. Now we have the ability to bring you 15% off every New Era hat you buy. So go to neweracap.com and use code BASEBALLTOGETHER, one word, at checkout. Again, use code BASEBALLTOGETHER without a space at neweracap.com for 15% off your order. Some exclusions apply. And then just jump in the comments and let us know what New Era Cap you're going to be getting next. Um, I'm sure we're going to be building our collections with this because we're very excited to give you a fantastic discount. All right, Brig. Yeah. Let's get into this. Okay. First team in, the Atlanta Braves have clinched their spot in the playoffs. Not the division. Not the division quite yet, Not but yet. they have clinched their spot in the 2023 playoffs. They are the first team to do it. Yep. What's the mood in the South? Super duh. That's Very it. Excited. Like, I mean, yeah, but it's at this point they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, true. Let's you get, get on to the difficult stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, especially with a team like the Braves, where they've been as good as they have been over the last few years. It gets to the point where the the post, or the regular season gets to be monotonous and boring, right? right. And yes. you're ready. You're ready to move on to the postseason. Um, I will say though that one there is one sort of growing sentiment. I guess is there's sort of a division now that. People who are not Braves fans are like, come on, get over yourselves. And the yes. people who are Braves yeah. fans are like, stop throwing it a cunha. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the thing, is that yes, everybody else gets the point gets to the point of get over yourself, right? Right. Because you just get to be so confident in your team. And I don't know this as a Mariners fan. I know this as a Trailblazers fan and a Seahawks fan. Right. <laughs> that right, you get right. to be so confident in your team that the, the regular season is more stressful because you're worried about who's going to be healthy come postseason rather right. than whether you're going to be there or not. Right. Right. So right. you just want to get through the monotony of the regular season, get to the postseason where the games actually matter. But then, like you said, on the, on the other hand, it's just like because as a Mariners fan, I say all the time with people, like, get over yourself. Nobody cares. Right. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you're going to be there. But <laughs> I don't care what you have to say about it because the only I've heard reason, it every year. The only reason I bring it up is because it, you know, you it happens a lot in the in the digital world, right? You yeah. see it on Instagram or on Twitter or what, whatever. And it but it's real that it's happening in the IRL times, okay, in the face-to-face yep. part of life. So it's it's just funny and there was it a just clearing situation in during the Braves Pirates game. And I mean, I don't blame you. You got to protect your best guy, but right. Yeah, you do. You just have uh, to, right? I know. And it, it's just funny to me that when teams like that lower themselves down to the team that's trying to get, get some attention and whether yeah. it's because the lesser team is like, well, we want some of the press of playing these guys other than just getting blown out. Right. Like I want some face time other than just, striking out or flying out to end the game because that's pretty much all you're going to get either striking out flying out to end the game or um or having a bomb hit off you right right yeah yeah, those are the only those are the only times that the pirates are getting any face time on sports center so if they throw at acuna even if they don't hit him but if they throw if they buzz the tower and they clear the benches everybody's getting on tv that's right that's exactly right <laughs> but anyway, but speaking of the Braves, Andrew Jones's number, number 25, was retired this weekend. Fantastic move by the Braves. I love Fantastic. this. Every I, little bit of it. Yeah. Is it 100% overdue? the right choice? Is it overdue? No. I don't no. think it's overdue. Is it timely? Sure. Is this is this on time? Yeah. Okay. I could give okay. you that. I don't think it's right. overdue. Was it inevitable? I don't know. I think that's a better question mm. than is it overdue? Was it inevitable? I don't know. Probably. See, I think it was inevitable, and I think it's a little bit overdue as well. Really? But I was also an enormous Andrew Jones fan. Sure, sure, sure. So. Well, and we'll get into some of that unsung hero stuff a little bit later as well. Um, because Yankees Old Timers Day had some of this going on as well. So just an interesting conversation. Was Andrew Jones inevitable? Yeah. Is it too, has it taken too long? I'd like to know what the rest of the Braves nation feels. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And while they noodle on that, let's move on to Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. So we talked on Thursday about Mike Trout wanting to have conversations with the angels this off season. Well, they're ready. They have come. To the table, ready to converse, <laughs> as it were. Um, they oh, released man, a statement dude. today, uh, Sunday, right? Sunday morning, I believe it was. Yeah, Sunday morning. Saying they would consider trading him if he requests it. <laughs> now, this is the, I, I thought you, this is funny you put this on your brig. This is the most petty, we don't want to be seen as the bad guys move ever. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. <laughs> it is like, well, if he wants us to trade him, we'll trade him. It's oh, like, well, yeah, the entire freaking yes. country wants you to trade him. So, yeah. You you're doing him a disservice by and, keeping him and, there, <laughs> and some of the lesser Antilles. Okay, not just the whole country. All right. <laughs> I think there are some folks in Curacao who feel that way as well. All right. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. Oh man, absolutely. Yeah. but I mean, my buddy Quinn, he's come on the show a couple times and once or twice, I think. And anytime we talk about Mike Trout, he's like, they just need to trade him. Send him to a contender. He's like, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge Angels fan. He's like, but I, I want him to go win. I want to see him win somewhere. And it's not going to happen in Anaheim. Just- it's funny because that's exactly how everybody is responding to this. 
uh, Angels fans, not Angels fans, even casual baseball fans, but all, especially all the diehard fans. Anybody who knows who Mike Trout is, yeah. Yeah, nobody cares about the organization anymore. It's interesting. And it's it's probably because they have not done anything with the opportunity that they've had with Trout and Otani and, you know, the Rendon situation, which has been atrocious. But the situation is very uh, widespread or universal, maybe is the right word, that nobody cares about the Angels organization as much as they care about Mike Trout and his opportunities to prove himself as a once-in-a-lifetime baseball player. You know, we're looking at a guy and we want to be talking about him like we did Mickey Mantle or like we did Griffey. You know, we want to be talking to about a guy like that. And we're just missing a couple of critical things. And they're all postseason things. They are. Right. So he needs it. And we as a culture and we as a generation of baseball fans need it as well. Do we deserve it? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Does he deserve it? Yeah, he does. Absolutely. So. And the thing that's funny is that um we we have talked privately, like off the air, several times about the Otani Trout matchup in the World Baseball Classic to end this to end the tournament, you know. And I was yeah. thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know, we we do give Mike Trout a hard time on this show just because of the expectation of the talent level. We expect more from him in the big moments. But I was like, if it had been anybody but Otani. That at bat totally would have ended differently. I'm confident that if there was, if Otani had started that game rather than been set up as the closer and they had any of their other pitchers on that staff out there, I bet you Trout at least gets on base. Yeah, you're probably right. If not, end it. Even if it's just because that other dude they brought up had the yips looking at Mike Trout going, oh, my word, what are we going to do? <laughs> and they walked yeah. him. You're right. You're right. probably right. Yeah. Whereas Otani is just like, I'm better than anybody in this tournament. It doesn't matter what happens. Correct. Which Even is you, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> my friend. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want everybody to start this with me. We're We're calling for... Uh, Harper Trout 2024. It's the it's the campaign message that I want so badly to see. And if you've been on our social media today, you'll know that I called for it earlier. But we want that hashtag Harper Trout 24. Start using it everywhere because that's what I'm. I'm just gonna put it on everything now. Like even when I put out stuff about short stories I'm writing, I'm gonna start push, I'm just gonna put a hashtag Harper Trout 24. <laughs> Just put it in the universe and see what happens. <laughs> that man needs to be in Philadelphia with his buddy. He just needs to. That would be fantastic. And Philly, I'm, he's a Philly guy. I know he's from New Jersey, but he's a Philly guy. So yeah. that I think that would be the perfect situation for him, even though they have a ton of money tied up other places. So. So. Because he is currently under a 12-year, $426.5 million contract, which is not set to expire until, is it 2031? No, 2030. He'll be uh, his free agency starts at the end of the 2030 season. Okay. All right. So he'll be a free agent when he's 39. 39. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. The time is now. It is fascinating. And I would love to see that as well. So we'll keep our eye on that for sure as the postseason rolls around in like a month and a half. Weird to say. It's not going to be weird. Winter meetings are going to be hot. Yes, most definitely. All right, let's move on to the Blue Jays. 
Davis Schneider. We talked about him a little while ago. What was it they're calling him? The babe, babe, babe. Schneider. Okay, so Bobachet is back. I've been on the IL, and Davis Schneider was in his place. So, what does this mean for Davis? I'm curious. Well, here are some stats for Stat Center. Looks like this is a Canadian outlet because it's spelled C E N T R E. Correct. Most times on base and players, 21 first 21 career games, modern era of MLB, 1900 to present. Um, he is the top of the list, right? Three way tie. Three way Three way tie with Davis Schneider, Miller Huggins, and uh, Gibby Brack and Jim Gilliam, not to be confused with Terry Gilliam. Oh, four-way tie, yeah, four-way tie. Uh, Gilliam was in was 1953. Brack was 1937. Huggins was 1904. That is the dead ball era for anyone keeping track. Correct. And also David Schneider this year. Uh, he has two doubles and two walks Sunday versus Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, roster expansions, right? I think you find a way to keep him on. I think if you find a way to keep him there. You've got to send somebody else down. You've yeah. got to keep that dude around. Because if nothing else, you've either got a quality DH or a great bat coming off the bench as a pinch hitter. And Schneider, I looked a little deeper, in his minor league come up, coming up in his time in the minor leagues and on his way, in, especially in AAA, he has played both outfield corners. Okay. He's and he's played all over the infield. I think everywhere but shortstop. Okay. So they they can definitely find a spot for him then. So he's been a utility role in the past. He knows how to do that. And he's he's definitely a next man up kind of moving around utility guy. So but you're problem with that infield is that, that you've got <laughs> the only problem with that infield is that you've got Vlad Jr. at first, now you've got Bobachet back at second, and you've got Matt Chapman at third, and then you possibly have a, a hole at shortstop, which he's apparently has not ever played but i I, not that i could see yeah and then in your outfield you've got i guess you got george springer Springer in center yeah he's in center you'll find a you'll find a spot for him yeah all right yeah Yeah, you'll find a spot for him yeah i think they'll be able able to keep him around especially with roster expansion so they'll be all right it's just interesting that in his first 21 games he's uh you know he's got on base 46 times that is a lot that's a lot a lot more than twice a game for those of you actuary, yeah. actuaries out there. Yeah, you you maths, mathers, mathletes. Mathletes, yes. That's what my math teacher used to call us in high school. He'd come in every day. Yeah. All right, my little mathletes, let's get started. <laughs> we were on a hike. This is a little personal story. We were on a hike last weekend, and uh, this, this last weekend, and my daughter, she loves math. I don't get it. I'm really excited for her, but I don't. <laughs> I've never been good at it. But she is good at it, and she makes up her own math, which is also adorable because she's seven. I let her get away with that. But uh, I taught her what a mathlete was, and she got all excited knowing that you can compete with math. I was like, oh, nice. boy. that's awesome. She's going to need some kind of tutor or something. Though, I <laughs> it's not going to get help from dad. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> anyway. All right, Brig, let's talk about your Yankees for a couple okay. minutes here because – all right. When we thought it couldn't get worse, well, here we go. Oh, man. Why don't you tell us about Jason Dominguez, Brig? Jason Dominguez. Tell us us how he's been doing, and then we'll talk about where he's headed. Okay, so look. Jason Dominguez is absolutely incredible. He's 20. He's 20 years old. 
Just let that sink in. He's 20 years old. Okay. He made his debut September 1st. He has already accumulated a, a 0.2 war, 31 at bats, eight hits, four home runs. Think about Jeez. that. Eight hits, four home runs. His batting average has been at 258. He's generated six runs, seven RBIs, and he's stolen a base. His OBP over that many games, that eight games, okay, is 303, slugging 677 OPS, 980. The dude is a phenomenal bat. You cannot, you can't argue with it um, in eight games. And he does a good job in the field as well. The problem is he tore his UCL. And so after eight games, he's not allowed to play baseball anymore because he's got to go have surgery. (laughs) Sucks. So bad. So bad. (laughs) It's so bad. The, He's like I our will number that, one prospect or something in the in the organization. I will say he he does have this going for him, which is nice, is that he's not a pitcher. So if they really wanted to bring him back next year, he could do the Bryce Harper in DH. Right? He could. Yeah. Before he's he goes a traditional back out. center fielder. He's a pure okay. center fielder. So yeah. now the Harrison Bader dismissal is just even worse. For this year, yeah, for sure, because you've got Judge who. I don't know that he's necessarily like not able to play center field right now the rest of the year because of the lingering toe issue. I don't know, but IKF, but IKF is platooning in center field right now, and that's yeah, we all know how that went earlier this year. It's There's okay, it's not better, horrible, right? but it could be way better. Yeah, yeah. But on top of that, though, then you've got Severino will be out with the rest of the year with the oblique strain. But that's I is that like addition by subtraction though. What do you mean? He was having a rough year, wasn't he? Addition by subtraction. No, I just I just don't want to acknowledge that that might be the case. I was hoping you'd like backpedal for me, but you're not. No, I'm not going to backpedal. <laughs> because I, I understand that because the Mariners DFA to pitcher today is like, okay, yeah. Right, better yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's addition by subtraction, but... Um, only because they're not the likelihood that they make it to the playoffs is super low. I think if we were absolutely going to head to the playoffs, I would agree with that, or I'd be more inclined to agree with that because there's just not enough time to really check out a new arm. The, I don't know. At this point, it's probably moot is what it is. It probably, it's not, yeah. it's not good or bad, but um, hopefully he can get take care of a lot of things with his situation not just his oblique strain yeah you're right and then you have something on here about old timers day what happened with old timers day so old timers day was a hoot first Uh, i did see did you see the willie damas video with with jeter oh that was so cool that was awesome for those who didn't see it adamas grew up jeter was his hero and i I take it this is the first time you ever met him and he was like the rest of us would have been after yeah. the conversation, he was headed back to the dugout. He was like a 10-year-old. Just like <laughs> he did. He oh, looked like man, a 10-year-old. He <laughs> <laughs> Loved every bit of that. It was the perfect, like, it's okay to meet your heroes situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and th- so interestingly enough, to piggyback on that, there was a thing on Twitter today about um Anthony Volpe 
photographed as a little boy with Derek Jeter hundred years ago and then them sitting next to each other that's you know, cool two days ago or whatever and it, it was really neat and jeter they uh had a big conversation with volpe about being a yankee and being the shortstop and being the young kid and all of the stuff they share right and uh the the advice i guess was super simple just just win and everything will be fine just it's that easy all right? you, it's all you gotta do it's not <laughs> it's easy to play easy. here just win and you'll be all right. <laughs> Just put one. And but Jeter did say, Hey, you know, you're not out yet. It's unlike, you know, he didn't see, he didn't even say it's unlikely. He just said, The Yankees have not yet been eliminated. Just go win the game. And then tomorrow come and try and win another game. That's all you got to do. Just win games. Take it one day at a time. Yeah. And it, that's there are said. teams in the wild, AL wild card right now that don't seem like they want to make the playoffs. So, yeah. and we'll talk about that later. Okay, so the thing that I wanted to talk about is that the Yankees fandom has kind of been an up in arms about whether or not the term core four needs to be totally abandoned because it does not include any acknowledgement of Bernie Williams and his contributions to the team, specifically in 98, but also with the dynasty and, and all of mm-hmm. that. Now, Bernie's Bernie's number has been retired. And this Old Timers Day was a celebration of the 98 team. So in the championship that year. But there's that just iconic Sports Illustrated cover with Jeter, Posada, Pettit, and Moe. Right? Mariano Rivera. They're all on the cover and they're giggling at each other. And then Jeter's got his arms folded and he's like, I don't, I'm not playing around, right? Ever. Never have fun ever. Um, Zero fun, sir. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah anyway and so all of yankeedom now is like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute core four was cool until we take a look back and through the lens of history we can see that without bernie it's a good chance none of this happened not wrong and i think i think that's true i think it's really true Mm -hmm. so uh just looking at the 98 season um bernie had 26 home runs um, he had 169 hits, 26 home runs. He led the league in average at 339 that year. Um, he stole, or let's see, he stole, where's, where is it? Where is it? Nine, 15 bases. There it is where I lost my thing. He worked a walk 74 times. I mean, the guy, he was just incredible. He was an all-star that year. He finished seventh mm-hmm. in MVP voting. Uh, he earned a gold glove again that year. So Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. Well, and, and to be honest with you, I think the reason that they probably didn't have core or that why they stuck with core four instead of going with anything else was be, so it was Sports Illustrated, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So when you come down to like, what, what are you going to call a fifth, a group of five guys? Uh, high five. But, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the Fab Five is the first thing that comes to mind, but you can't use yeah. that. Because no, that was can't. Michigan basketball, yeah, right? So I think honestly, I think the Sports Illustrated is like we got to cut it down to four. Who are the four most in- influential guys on that team? Sorry, Bernie, you're left out. Honestly, I think that's what it was. I think it was an editor saying like, so. "Can't go Fab Five, fellas." Mm, like some PR I'm like decision, ninety percent sure that it was some editor who limited it, limited the author of the article to four guys. Interesting. Knowing what well, I baseball know about family and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great point. 
But baseball family, we want to know what you think. Do you think Bernie Williams contributed enough in 98 to have earned his way into a fifth member of the core four conversation? And if so, which we all agree, but if so, should we retire the core four moniker and just move away from that entirely? That's the question. There we go. All right. Let's talk some Japanese baseball. NPB oh, yeah, pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Yamamoto, sorry, tossed a no hitter. Yeah. Now we've seen Japanese pitchers throwing no nos and perfectos over the last couple of years because there's a lot of talent, a lot of great pitching talent over there. Yeah. The thing that makes Big this sense. significant, though, Brig, is that there were reps from 15 MLB teams at that game, including Yankees' current GM. Brian Cashman. Right, yeah. Other teams included Toronto, Philly, Arizona, the Dodgers, and San Francisco. Um, Let's see, what's that? One, two, three, four, five. That's six teams. Six teams. bet Seattle had somebody there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's 25 years old. Is he the one who's going to be posting this offseason to come to And that's the other thing. Yes, yeah, he's posting this offseason. Yeah, so that he's going to be a highly sought after free agent, uh, along with Otani, obvi. Um, obvi. So, be fascinating to see what happens because, uh, with like Kodai Senga as well, like that was a big deal for the Mets to get yeah, him. So, it was. keep an eye on Yamamoto because he's going to be a difference maker in somebody's pitching staff next year. Over 876 pro ball innings in Japan. He has a 1.84 ERA and a point, a 0.94 whip. <laughs> it's astonishing. Those numbers That's are lights um, out. It is just now the ball is a little bit different. We've right. talked there about that a, before. There's a chance he could end up needing TJ in a couple of years. It's but very possible. That is not a career ender anymore. He could come back and still just be absolutely fantastic. I agree. And so I'm it's, not, it'll I be don't want to like jinx him with that early, but given the track record of guys coming over from Japan. Yeah. So there's already been a little bit of talk about him maybe ending up in Boston. Fascinating. Is he a Dice K cool. fan? I'll leave I'll leave that. I'll just leave that in the air. Okay. But it has, it's a, it has to do with relationships. Very interesting. All right. We'll watch and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of relationships, Brig, let's move on to this one that seems to have been strained quite a bit. Uh, the yeah. Nationals versus Steven Strasburg. <laughs> so he's definitely going to retire. Um, I mean, he pretty much has to, That's right? Nerve damage. He's, uh, yeah. he's, he's got to be done. But yeah. this is the he thing. He can't feel his was... fingers and stuff, guys. Like, right, seriously. Yeah. yeah, and that's not what we're it's laughing bad. about. We're laughing at something else. No, anyway. I keep making it. It's my joke. It's my fault. I make the jokes. <laughs> anyway, so he was going to have a press conference where, you know, they honored Steven Strasburg and everything, but retirement. Yeah. The team is a little confused about. <laughs> the requirement to pay out the rest of his contract. <laughs> We've talked before about how he has played basically minimally since he signed his contract after they won the, the 2019 World Series, right? Yeah. And so, and not and, at all since 2022, like at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just, I just imagine this is the way that because, like I said, there's confusion with the Nats. They're like, oh, we have, we, you mean what? 
And I just imagine the conversation being like Boris being like, yeah, so he's he's going to retire and we're going to go and do this honor thing and, and you're still going to pay out the rest of his contract. How do you want to go about doing this? And they're like, yeah, okay, wait, wh- what now? Hmm? Excuse me? Excuse me? Baking powder? <laughs> right? Baking powder, yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently there's some dispute among that and they said they're not going to be having a press conference anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what's interesting is now they're 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 saying I see who the what's the name of the team's ownership? Oh man, I can't remember now. It's like um dang it. The learners anyway. Learners, thanks. The learners have released a statement now that said we're really sad to see that somebody close to the situation anonymously leaked the information and they're trying to use the court of public opinion to wage this sort of negotiation tactics and i'm like stop it what do you think is gonna happen his stop his it agent is scott boris what do you think is gonna, gonna yes happen? obviously it's gonna get out it's so funny that they're like please would do you guys please operate in good faith it's like no you first <laughs> because he signed the contract and so did yeah. you by the way yeah to yeah, pay him so, the money pay that man yeah. his money Right? Yeah. And if you didn't get insurance on it, that's your fault. Yes. Exactly right. So there's more drama. And uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if this is what Natitude is all about, but there's more drama. Long tenured assistant GM John, Johnny DePuglia. Puglia. I guess so. He's retired. um, So the manager has been extended. They extended. Uh, Martinez, Dave Martinez. Um, Wait, is it the GM Mike Rizzo who hasn't been extended? Yeah, GM Mike Rizzo hasn't been yeah. extended. Yeah. yeah. So, but but Johnny DePuglia just kind of left, if I'm not mistaken. I have to go back and double check. But it wasn't just like, "Thank you for your time. I'm leaving. It's been glorious." He was just like, "I don't. I'm out. I got to go." <laughs> just straight up quit. He's just like, yeah, that's the impression that I got. I haven't been able to find a ton of detail on it yet, but I, the impression I get is that he just he just tossed his hat and left. <laughs> and it sounds like uh, they're getting that they've fired some scouts. They had, I think, their lead scout resigned. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did not resign. a good situation. And then they, they traded Candelario, and it's like, what? You could yeah, build you're... an entire organization around that dude. Yeah, I don't know. I think the learners. I think they've had a for sale sign in the yard for a while. And uh, I think that, that they've kind of checked out. So, and obviously they don't want to pay him because they're like, "Well, we tried to get out of this. <laughs> yeah. We can't afford that." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll bet they're having tea with Artie Moreno. Oh, they have to be. Just they're yeah. probably pe- they're probably besties, right? Yeah. And they're they've been inviting the the brothers of in Baltimore down the Baltimore <laughs> brothers. They're like, come on over. Yeah. And Let's talk uh, what's about the, how you uh, do what's this. Name? Fisher, the owner of the A's. Those guys yes. all get together. Right. Now they're all just, pals. Just sip their tea. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Hey, what we did to the place today. Oh. That's exactly what they're doing. I bet you're right, man. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the Mariners. Tell us about George Kirby because I'm going to tell you about George Kirby. So, all right. Friday against the Rays, he had thrown 90 pitches through six innings, and then they trotted him back out there for the seventh. And then he, the Mariners leading four to two when he got out there. He tossed a ground out, gave up a double, and then 
uh, game-tying homer. So after the game, Kirby said he wished he had not been sent back out there for the seventh. So I saw this Friday night, and I I sent my friends, because I texted a couple of my friends about this. I sent that Michael Scott gif. Nope, don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because... You're in September and you're against you're playing against a playoff team like you've only thrown 90 pitches. You should definitely want to be out there. Right? You want that, your guys out there. That's my issue with it is his desire his desire mm-hmm. was to not be out there. Yeah. Um so I was really bugged by that. Mm-hmm. Um and he has apologized to Scott Service since that conversation so they didn't handle it well i have to find real quick yeah publicly so this is what he said um oh so i don't have what he said but he basically just said like no like i'm it's not that i don't want to be out there like they have to basically pry the ball out of my hand and that's the case they in seattle radio has nicknamed him furious george because he's like so quietly angry all the time when he's on the mound because he's such (laughs) a competitor like the dude gets upset not just when he gives up a home run, but when he gives up a hit or throws a ball. There's really? there are memes going around that go around like Seattle Mariners Facebook groups and stuff and Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a shot of Ty France like really getting in in George Kirby's face, just like leaning in because Kirby's looking this way and Ty yeah. France is coming in from the left side, uh, just kind of bugging him. But there the meme is you know it's okay to throw a ball every once in a while. <laughs> because he hates to. He hates missing the zone. So this yeah. is something that's really interesting. This is from Ryan Divish. He covers the Mariners for the Seattle Times, has for a very long time. This is what he said. He said, few players I've covered take defeat and failure more personally than George Kirby. His frustration doesn't dissipate as quickly as others. What he says in obvious anger after a frustrating outing probably shouldn't be defining of him or his commitment to winning. Also, this is his first full big league season. I was going to say that. Yes. So because in all the comments that I've seen from Scott service, every time he's quoted, he's like, nah, we had a big conversation, man. Kids young. We're mm-hmm. working with him. I got no beef with it. I'm like, dude, you're a bigger man. That's awesome. And that's one, that's one reason that I do like Scott service in that role still is because he is a, does a great job managing that really, really young clubhouse. Like he's, cool. that's another like Mariners meme thing is that Scott service is the dad that like somebody does something, then they send out the, the proud dad of Scott service. (laughs) And I think he does a great job with that. Um, Hmm. But on one hand, on the other hand though, like this is one thing though, is that like in a spot like that, after you throw 90 pitches and you're used to being pulled after like one or two tops. Right. And they've talked about managing, especially George Kirby and Bryce Miller, uh, Brian Wu, they've already like skipped a start for him. And then I think also, anyway, so they're talking, they've been talking about managing guys' innings this year, right? And so I, yeah. I wonder if Kirby was, I mean, he knows his body and he was kind of like, I'm gassed after six I'm innings. Done. Yeah. Right. And I wonder yeah. if that's more what it was is that like, yes, this late in the year, I understand we got to buck up and play, but I didn't feel like I, physically could go back out there and go one more inning even though you needed me to right you know yeah and that makes sense and that because he went out there he didn't look sharp that seventh inning Mm-mm. he threw like 12 more pitches and he just he didn't look like he did even in the sixth inning it was exactly 12 more yeah he came out at 102 
for sure. Yeah, that's I watched the game. I, uh-uh. I thought I, yeah, I thought I remembered one or two, <laughs> but no. So like, so I guess in summation, Brig, in the moment it was like, wow, that's terrible. But then, look, looking back on it some more and being like, who this guy is, what he's done, what he's continuing to do, it's not as bad as it looked initially. It's good. So I wanted your opinion because I knew you obviously follow the situation way closer so oh yeah i was i was not happy at first so i was like yeah furious george didn't want to pitch yeah <laughs> that, furious yeah. george yeah i love <laughs> Furious so great so much. <laughs> oh man all, all right a right. couple more things here all right so we have been, t- been talking a lot the last several weeks about the dodgers pitching and maybe being a little bit worried about their ability to Hold up with no Gonsolin, um, no May coming back, and Walker Bueller apparently will not be pitching in the bigs at all this year. They're not planning and on then bringing him back. Julio Urias and his situation. Urias, yep. I knew there was one more. I think I've kind of blocked that one out of my mind. Whatever. Though. The yeah, the whole thing though. Well, it seems mm-hmm. that they're okay. Right? Is it Pepio? Ryan Pepio? I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. He pitched a perfect, he was perfect through six and two thirds on Thursday against Miami. Just gave up one hit. Caleb Ferguson, Caleb Ferguson gave up a leadoff single in the eighth. And then Evan Phillips was perfect in the ninth. Um, so it was a two hit situation. Two hit situation. The Marlins did end up winning today. Oh, they didn't, mm-hmm. but they didn't play. They didn't play the uh, Dodgers, right? This weekend. No. no, the Dodgers playing somebody else. I just know that they were both included in my parlay in different segments. So, oh yeah, they that's were. All I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, that's right. The Marlins played the Phils this weekend, but no, it awesome. it does seem like the Dodgers will be okay. Um, and I think that the organization's confidence in who they have coming in to pitch is evidenced in their willingness to let Walker Bueller fully recover from uh, from Tommy John. So got that going for him which is i think nice. so i think they'll be okay which is nice yeah gunga galunga <laughs> that's right you're wondering okay last thing we have here for you is our weekly fantasy update um it's playoffs we're in the playoffs because it's september we've only got a month left in the season so i'm just going to give you the ones that matter um Do it. we we have our playoff bracket we have jason not another fantasy team going up against jewel big league chupacabra jewel is up these are two week matchups jewel is up 658 to 503 hmm i think jewel is going to advance to the final again this year and then denise grace under fires up against mike devastation incorporated denise 636 over mike 586 a little bit closer but we could very easily have a a a rematch of last year's final break very likely bet you we do i bet you we do bet you we and do. with that baseball family let us remind you real quick about versus game baseball family we're always asking what you think about the topics we bring up on the show now you have a quick and easy way to share your thoughts with us we've partnered with versus game to bring you games where you can make actual real money and win prizes from participating in polls and trivia that's right if you're on the winning side of a poll or get a trivia question right or a prediction poll right you can win actual, real dollar dollar bills money. Play for free or win bigger and faster by buying ticket bundles to 
play against other listeners and versus game users. So head to btpod.onversus.com on your mobile browser to sign up and play our polls, trivia games, or predictions. That's btpod.onversus.com to sign up and play versus game with us today. When we get back from our quick break, we will get into this month's emoji tiers. Welcome back, baseball family. We are here. We're going to talk our version of power rankings, which we really prefer to call emoji tiers because nobody cares about your one through 30. We care about batching them. And that's what we're going to do here. So we have multiple tiers. It's very simple. We have a top tier. We call it diamond. There's three slots. Then we have a next tier down hearts, typically eight slots. Next tier down, question mark, also typically eight slots, but things get a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs this close to the playoffs. Then we go to a question mark tier. Typically you already went to the also, question mark, then you get to the thumbs down. Oh, question tier. mark, then go. thumbs down. Yeah. Also typically eight slots, and then we're supposed to only have three names in the poop tier, but this close to the playoffs... A lot of teams are pretty poopy, so we. <laughs> You're not it gets, wrong. It's pretty deep. The list gets pretty deep. Yeah, and we get a little flexible with it. So, Brad is going to lead us off. He's going to tell us what his diamond tier looks like. Go ahead, Brad. Tell us. Okay, what here doing. we go. My diamond tier looks like the Orioles, the Dodgers, and the Braves. Not in that order, uh, but oh, those three yeah. are the tip top, the diamond tier of Major League yeah. Baseball as it currently constitutes bruh and brig you're a diamond too oh it i changed it but it was, stayed the same yeah <laughs> braves dodgers <laughs> orioles are my diamond tier as well that's yeah. exactly how i feel and i don't want to hear about it which two of those bad. teams do you think meet in the world series or do you think there's a third or do you think there's somebody else that comes out of the american league i don't i don't know um I I don't know. I think the Mariners continue to be just interestingly interesting enough. The Astros are just interesting enough to spoil some things in the bracket. So I don't know. Um, I don't see it being the Twins. I don't see it being the Rangers. No. I don't see it being the Blue Jays. No. So... I guess it's all going to come down to the West and what oh, and the Rays. there. And the oh, Rays yeah, forget too, about so. the Rays. The Rays. The Rays. I don't know why. I, for, I see they're they're on a tear. They're still doing well. <laughs> I still forget about the Rays. That is a, that must be some character flaw. I got to work on that. <laughs> or maybe it's like a mental block, you know? Because I'm a Yankees fan, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I am so focused on the on the west right now so that you know yeah yeah all right moving on i'm gonna go to my heart tier i have the brewers marlins phillies d-backs rays reds blue jays astros again not in that order we bunch these together we don't have them in any specific order in these tiers um the brewers i feel like have separated themselves from the rest of the nl central i'm not worried about any i the cubs could still like potentially come in and take that from them but yeah. I don't know if the Cubs are consistent enough to take it from the Brewers, right? Right, right. Because um, the Brewers have just been so steady for most of the year. 
Um, the Blue Jays. If I was going to put anybody at the bottom of this tier, it would be the Blue Jays. And this is this is something that is really interesting, is that Vlad Guerrero Jr., there's been a lot of talk about him digressing this year. Yeah. He hasn't been playing as well, which he's still been playing fine, right? Still yeah. better than most of the league, but he's not the he, – he didn't take the step forward that they had hoped. And even when, like, Julio Rodriguez didn't take the step forward that they had hoped at the beginning of the season, he's certainly taken it since August 1st. Since, G- sure. since July 1st, he's he's taken a step forward, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't mm-hmm. see Vlad Guerrero Jr. make the steps and the changes that he needed to do to take a step forward during the season that they had hoped. Um, and I teased on Thursday night about some stuff that I saw on X about the Blue Jays. Yeah. I saw several fans talking about how it looks like there are conditioning issues in the Blue Jays clubhouse. Alec Manoa came into camp. I think they said 10 to 15 pounds overweight. They're talking about Alejandro Kirk being obviously overweight. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. is out of shape. Remains to be out of shape, despite the fact he dropped a few pounds in the offseason. But it seems like he's more out of shape now than he was then. And so when it comes down to it, I was really hesitant to put them in the heart. Just because I could easily put them in the question mark, but they've been playing so well lately. That's what got them into the heart. That's what got them over the top is that they need to play well now to get themselves into the, into the wild card spot to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And they're doing it right now. Cause heck next week they could be down in the question mark here, but for now, this is where they're going to be. Yeah. Are right, you ready for your heart? Ready for your heart here? I'm ready. I'm ready, man. There you go. So very similar. I think I expanded mine by one i've got Uh the brewers the mariners cubs phillies d-backs rays twins blue jays astros everything you said about the blue jays i agree with but i agree more about the marlins a lot of the same reasons just you just don't know i know they're eight and two in their last 10 and they're still you know they're still fighting but i just feel better about the blue jays chances in wildcard contention than I do about the Marlins. Mm. So that's why the Marlins for me ended up in, in, not in this tier and they ended up in the question mark tier, but I still really like the Cubs chances. I know it's a long shot, but it's fun. So I'm it is give fun it to them mm-hmm. and I'm going to watch closely for those reasons. The Rays deserve to be here. The Twins are here by default because of their division situation. Um, I love the D-backs, and I'm not going to apologize for it. (laughs) So I just just can't. It's Honestly, it's because of Corbin Carroll. I think that without Corbin Carroll, I'm not sure I'd care as much. And that might be a little bit short-sighted, and I'm okay with that. But the point is, it's how I feel, so, so deal with it. Well, it's crazy, um, though, because, like, baseball is such a team sport that, like, you can't win a World Series with one guy, but apparently you can turn around the fortunes of your franchise and the attitude mm-hmm. in your clubhouse with one guy because it happened That's in Seattle right. last year when Julio Rodriguez got up here. And granted, J.P. Crawford really took over for Kyle Seeger in, in a major leadership role and turned things around. But Corbin Carroll seems like he's done a lot to instill a winning attitude in that clubhouse. And maybe yeah. part of it is Yuli uh, Is it Yuli? Uriel, yeah, yeah, he's there. He's there in Arizona, and and having come from a winning franchise in Toronto, that 
maybe that's helping things. I don't know, but yeah. things are feel a lot different this year than they did last year. They they do feel different. It's the same with the Orioles, right? Like last season when Adley Rutschman showed yeah. up, it just changed everything. And yeah, I know at that point that they, they were just so far out that they couldn't make up the difference. And this year they just started there. They did. And I know they've shored up some of the difference there with other guys. It's not just Rutschman now. But I think we're going to see that and hope to see that in Arizona come next season as well. I thought that Dominic Canzone would come in and be the first step in that same direction. But then they moved him to Seattle. So it's really interesting. Anyway, the point of the story is I really like the D-backs. I just do. And I like mm -hmm. the way they play. And uh, and I'm excited about them. And I don't think you can still don't think that you can all the way count them out yet. So for those reasons, they're in. All right, Brad, let's move to your question mark. OK, my question mark. I have the Rangers, Cubs, Twins, Mariners and Giants. So I have the Twins here just because um, I know they're going to win their division. But I feel like a question mark is good enough to win that division. Right. Because. Nobody else is taking charge and wanting to win it, even though the right. Twins are kind of up and down. They've been playing better lately, but you still don't know what you're going to get with them day to day. I have the Cubs here as well because, Brig, I have lost a lot of money with, because of the Cubs this year because I was like, <laughs> okay, today they're losing. No, they won. Well, okay, yeah. today <laughs> yeah. today they're winning. Well, no, they lost. Like I feel like the Cubs every single day are a question mark. <laughs> Right. And so they're just going to live here in my question mark tier for the rest of forever until they're in the World Series. At that point, I will move them to the diamond. But until that <laughs> happens, they're going to live in my question mark tier. <laughs> okay. Or they win 15 games in a row. But even then, I don't know. So Yeah, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> so okay. I also have uh, the Mariners, the Giants, and the Rangers. Um, Rangers because they should be a lot better. But... At the same time, though, I felt like the pitching was going to catch up to them later this year eventually anyway, and it right. did. It did. The pitching, and the bullpen right. has been their issue. The Mariners, after going on that tear, have really disappointed me. The bullpen has just been gassed, absolutely gassed. They were lights out for so long, yeah. and now the offense is producing. They're having good games, but the bullpen, no lead is safe anymore in Seattle, and that's the big problem. That yeah. is the really big problem is that the bullpen has just absolutely fallen apart because, as Jerry DePoto said, they are pooped, and we're seeing the effects of it. And the Giants, I would like the Giants to go on a tear and do really well at the end of the season and, and get themselves sure. a wild card spot and go in really hot in the playoffs, but doesn't seem like they want to. It, Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They'll have like four or five really good days and have four or five really bad days. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with the Giants yeah. right now. Tell us about your question mark tier, Brie. My so my question mark tier is is expanded. Mm -hmm. Um, but okay, here we go. The these are teams that I'm I'm not confused by. I'm just not sure how to feel about them day to day. Kind of like how you describe the Cubs. You're like, wait a minute, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. But the other thing that goes into this with some teams is it, it has a lot to do with who they're playing against. Right. And, and it's, uh -huh. those are as big of question marks as who they're going to show up as and who they're going to show up against. So for instance, the Red Sox for all intents and purposes are in the hunt, right? They're still six games back in the wild card race. 
Um, and so there's still time for them to, to make splashes. But their question mark scenario is way different than Texas. And you defined it really well. Texas, you don't know what's going to happen ever. They don't. They should be way better than they are, but the pitching makes no sense. And it's like, well, why? Why? And so you're scratching your head wondering why the Rangers aren't – that why they're not even they, – they don't even have a wild card opportunity yet. They're, they're only a half game back right now, but it feels like they're slipping. They're three and seven in their last uh, ten. Okay, so Cleveland, and that's is up from same. where it was a couple days ago, too. Exactly, Cleveland is the same situation because they like they're not in the hunt in the wild card, but they could still topple Minnesota, and that makes no sense to me. So they end up in the question mark. So they're all different in in the question mark situation, and I yeah. have to give the Yankees an opportunity here. Because they do, they do occasionally surprise me and do really well. They go and, and sweep the Astros for a weekend. Yeah, and so they're not. I can because they're also not mathematically eliminated. Add that to the young talent. I know I'm kind of a homer on this one. <laughs> Leave me alone. I still don't know who I'm going to get. I still don't know what the season's going to turn out to be for them. They're in my question mark. Okay, I dig. I like. Thanks. That's where I'm at. All right, my thumbs down tier. I have four teams here, and this is the thing about these teams: is that these teams are not playing well. These are not good teams, but they can still ruin your day, right? Because any given day, they can come in and they can win a game. When you're like, "We need to win. We're going to Boston. We're going to Detroit. We're going to San San Diego. We're going to Cleveland." But you can show up and have your day ruined by not getting the win that you need or the wins that you need. Should the should things fall that way? Yeah. So the Red Sox, Tigers, Padres, and Cleveland's baseball club are the teams that I have in the thumbs down right now. Mm. For that reason, that that like that's the reason that they're not in the poop is that I could put all these. I feel like I could put all these teams in the poop tier and be fully justified. But because they can go in and they can ruin a team's day any day of the week, I put yeah. them in the thumbs down. Yeah, I like that. So, I like that a lot. Well, that's thank good. you. All right, show us your thumbs down, Brig. So short and sweet. So my <laughs> my poop my poop tier is huge, and my thumbs down tier looks like this. I got the Padres <laughs> and the Pirates, <laughs> and just like Brad, I have a justification for why I have teams even showing up in this category at all at this point. And the reason I have them here is because I they still hold a glimmer of hope for next season. Their seasons are over. I'm not worried about what's happening here. What I'm worried about is what kind of momentum they might build to, that it's going to carry them into next season um, without, you know, maybe needing to build the whole thing from ground up, right? This is not a total loss situation for these teams. And some of the teams in my question mark they're going to slide into this category and they're going to slide down here for the same reason. So I carved uh, out a little space here, like the Red Sox. Great example. In the event that they don't break into the wild card situation, they it's not a total loss season for them. They just, they're going to assess what's wrong. They're going to fix the gaps. And then we're going to see a different lineup come out next season. And it's going to be the same thing with the Marlins. I hope the Giants will do that. Hopefully the Rangers will do that. So the this thumbs down category has a lot has a lot to do with 
teams that I know don't have any business being in the playoffs this year. It's not going to happen, but they could have, and they and we know what's wrong. And that's what I have these two in for them here. And come next see, next month when we talk about kind of final regular season emoji tiers, this is this is that's what this category is for me now. It's your flex, it's your flex tier. Yeah, I'm going to move in and out. Cool, I like it. I like that it's just the two teams because I feel like that fits as well. Thanks. So, all right, let's. Uh, this is my poop tier. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> at a glance it's all justifiable <laughs> <laughs> i have the a's cardinals mets royals white Sox, rockies nats i put the yankees in their brig pirates nice. and the angels <laughs> um a's obviously mets obviously mm-hmm. underachieved all year long the royals the white Sox don't care anymore the royals here's the thing about the royals is the royals have had one of the best offenses since the all-star break I'll give yep. them that. Yep. But their pitching is so, so bad. So bad, front to back, top to bottom. You can't do it with one guy. You just can't. Exactly. That you have to have them here. And they just they can't produce enough offense to make up for that really bad pitching. So yeah. I I do think if they can go out and they can figure out how to bring pitchers in to Kansas City, they'll be a force in the division next year. But until that happens, they're just it's just so bad there that they're not going to be yeah. able to. Um, the Rockies, Nats, Yankees, Pirates, Angels. The Rockies have been bad all year. The Nats have been terrible all year. The Yankees have just fallen so far that it was just like – and like we talked about, they they swept the Astros a couple weeks ago, and that was really good, but it was kind of an anomaly. And I feel like that was more of a chip-on-your-shoulder sweep than it was an uh, indicator of ability and performance right now. Um, mm, yeah. Cashman's yeah, – Cashman's going and and getting rid of Harrison Bader, who I I didn't think that made any sense. And then also himself being in Japan when his team is playing, like that to me is just says he's checked out and looking for next year already anyway. Yeah. And like Jeter um, says, you're not eliminated; you still have a chance. Well, Brian Cashman feels like you've been eliminated; and don't have a chance. So that's the way wow. I see that. That's a hot take, and I don't disagree with it honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Pirates have been sorely disappointing since their hot 60-game start. Um, yeah. They're here for now. I don't think they'll be starting here next year, I hope. Nah. At I the hope very not. least, the question mark. And then the Angels have just been such a dumpster fire since, like, I don't know, the All-Star break. Everything. Artie Moreno took over. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um yeah, the Angels have just been such a mess that mm. I do feel like I legitimately feel bad for Mike Trout and yeah. for Shohei Otani. And it feels like Anthony Rendon is just like, I don't want to play for you guys. I'm still hurt. Yeah, I'm still hurt. Of course. Right. Why do I want to go out there? Now trade me in the offseason. So, yeah, that's my poop tier. That's Tell a good one. Yours, Brig. I, I think I'm one team shy of yours. It's the yeah. Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I deleted. The, the only one there was one um, there was one little change with the tigers too the, here let me alibi the yankees one more time if they were in any other division it would be a it would be a more it would be a different situation it'd be you're, a tight you're not contest. wrong you're not wrong and so for that reason i just can't it's just the math right the simple math that we all know i'm bad at is just <laughs> leaves me room that just leaves me a little bit of room which is why i gotta put them where i put them in the question mark so anyway 
uh, poop tier. I agree with everything you said. I am really upset at the Mets. Just like really, like a piece of my soul is aching because of it. I was really excited about Steve Cohen and his abilities. And I think that if they do, yeah, but if I think that if they do start at a different spot with the rebuild, uh, the GM and and maybe a new manager and and whatever, then I, you know, I think that we're going to see different things from them. So I hope that we don't start them this far down next season as well. Who knows? The point is, um, the the tigers they could yeah the tigers show tiny bits of flash every once in a while and they i do. want to like them more i just can't get over the fact that miggy is the only most exciting every single time reason to watch the tigers i know they have other guys that come and show up every once in a while and i, I think that's wonderful but if it weren't for miggy they'd be here and so they're here which I realized before you all jump in the comments all over me, I realized we just gave Corbin Carroll's D-backs a whole bunch of credence for that same argument reversed. So I understand what I'm saying. I understand <laughs> the hypocrisy. I got it. That's just how I feel. So I do I'll have to say math. one. I have to say one thing about the Mets real quick that's so funny is that we talk about their disappointment and underachieving, and everybody else does as well, right, all the time. So I work for a company that's based out of New York. I'm in Arizona. Um, We have an office here. So the New York team actually came out here to Arizona in March, and I got to uh, to know one of the guys there who is actually – he's a huge Mets fan. And so we were sitting there during lunch one day in March. This is March break. It's like – I was like, Mets got a pretty good-looking team. I was like, you think they're going to do it this year? He goes, no. (laughs) <laughs> like they're gonna find a way to mess it up. They always do. <laughs> in March, he had, he didn't have spring training hope as a Mets yeah, fan. Yeah, right. He's so yeah. beaten down. Whatever. He's just like, ah, we give him a hard time in meetings. Is like, uh, somebody asked Chat GPT at work one time, like, can you fix my, can you like fix my life or whatever? And we always give him a hard time, like, well, you can start by not being a Mets fan anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a not too distant upgrade. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, not much of an upgrade this year, but it's an upgrade. There's there's two actually that just aren't that far away. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> so, all right, baseball family, let us know what you think. Where are your emoji tiers sitting right now? You got any power ranking updates? Do you like the ones we selected? Do you want to argue with me about my one player? philosophy with miggy on one side and corbin carroll on the other i think it's valid <laughs> so go ahead and start popping off in the comments i would love to hear what you have to say uh as always we want to hear what you have to say because we we love that and we could not do any of the things that we're doing without you um just a quick reminder to jump on versus game if you haven't done that already it really is a lot of fun and it really is a great way to interact with what we're doing um if you like what we're doing here and we hope you do then the easiest and the quickest way to support us is on patreon we do have five tiers of support that you can sign up for and they each come with their own perks we've got one dollar five dollar ten fifteen dollars and a whopping five hundred dollar tier of support that we love entirely and we just are dying for somebody to take us up on it because it would be (laughs) the most fun if you're interested in learning what is involved or included 
in $500 worth of support on Patreon, jump over there and figure it out. And while you're there, go ahead and toss us a, enough to uh, buy me a bougie coffee every once in a while. That would be awesome. So <laughs> that's right. But we do love you and we couldn't do it without you. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you can. Subscribe on the YouTube machine. Uh, we're getting real close to 500 subscribers. I think we might throw a little bit of a party when we get there. So yeah. um, so Good hop idea. on, subscribe so you don't miss anything. We have this episode coming out on, <clears throat> or the big show, this one comes out every Tuesday. Plus we have bite-sized episode versions or bite-sized clips of every episode that we put down throughout the week because we know not everybody has an hour to listen to a podcast. But you can sure get five to ten minute clips because that's a whole lot easier to consume so subscribe so you don't miss any of those and baseball family thank you so much for joining us we will catch you thursday night Mm -hmm.